1: But you see that Kadri signaled the crowd last night. He did his talking on the ice. I know a lot of people don't like him. It's his style of play people don't like more than anything as far as hockey fans. But as far as his race goes, I'm just a Kadri fan for all of how he's handled this. He did his talking on the ice. He said, I've been dealing with this for years. He just kind of dismissed it. No different than Ethan Barron, stuff he's gone through. And I'm just proud of Nazem Kadri Answered the bell last night.
2: This is the Rod Peterson Show.
1: Yes, it is. Happy Wednesday, everybody. We are just pleased this punch to be live from Affinity Place in beautiful Estevan, Saskatchewan. It's day, I don't know, seven for the Centennial Cup presented by Tim Hortons as we continue to bring you your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. It is episode number 764 as we welcome in the co-host Darren Moose-Dupont here from... uh, RP show in DuPont Media. How you doing, Moose? Doing great. It's an interesting day. Buckle up, everybody. Two hours of hot sports talk and fun. But listen, the music's rocking in here. Uh, the Brooks Bandits are practicing, okay? Do they play tonight? Yes, they do. In the feature yeah. game. Dope! 7.30 p.m. tonight. I have never in my life, and I've been around the block a time or two, seen a hockey team practice with music blaring like this never football teams absolutely yeah more do it than don't and certainly uh great cup championships and stuff like that listen to this i'm walking around and the players are dancing the coach is bopping oh by the way they're under they're undefeated and they came in as the favorites <laughs> of this tournament and there may be something to it i can't i'm here for it i have literally no
3: problem we've been here all week well, with it you know two shows already and they've been practicing every team's been doing their day their game day skate yeah there's never been any music until the warm-up start at 11:30 30 before the 12 o'clock game this is the first i've seen no it you know.
1: reminds me a little bit of touchdown atlantic in Moncton 2019 when the alouettes were playing the argos and i was on the sidelines watching the alouettes warm-up and kahari jones the head coach was taking the warm-up with the drill in the drills as the head coach, which I've never actually seen before, yeah. and he had his earbuds in just like you now, and he was... said, But that's Kahari Jones, man. That's pro football. You can't expect that. Yeah. Not junior hockey. No. But I'm here for it. I like it. It's awesome. And Clark, who's the coach of Brooks? Ryan Papuano. Okay. Well, bravo to Ryan Papuano, because he's, uh, he's reinventing hockey and i'm today years old on wednesday may 25th to have ever seen that be a thing before think he's starting something or he might be. He
3: yeah he might be i mean we see it game day like a uh, pre-game obviously all the time football
1: too but never yeah, you know, a never practice. a hockey practice just then. a regular practice i think it's cool don't bother me a bit not much phases me uh so anyways coming up today the man if you've been watching these games at hockeycanada.ca that's been broadcasting most of them Jamie Nugabauer, the Elliot Friedman of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League is going to be with us. Uh, lots to get to with Neugee later on. We'll run through this uh, tournament, where it's been, where it's going. Many-season NHL veteran Grant Jennings is going to be stopping by here today. And it's funny because going into the week, um, some of the people in charge of guest booking, I think were a little concerned here with this show as to what we were going to do and how we were going to do it. And I knew... Certainly as the week went along that the NHL people would start flooding in, and that's exactly what's happened. Yeah. So I'm very excited to have Grant Jennings on today. There will be more NHL people as the week moves along, as we broadcast here from Estevan. And Ryan Leslie, the host of Sportsnet Flames, to talk about what went on. So enough about that. Let's Can you hit the quicksick show horn, please, Director Jordan? Please and thank you. So let's let's get into it. Ryan Nugent Hopkins scored his second goal of the game with 3.27 to go. And the Edmonton Oilers beat Calgary last night 5-3 to take a 3-1 lead in their second-round Stanley Cup playoff series. Evander Kane scored his NHL-leading 11th and 12th goals of the postseason. And Zach Hyman added a goal for Edmonton. Elias Lindholm and Michael Backlund scored for Calgary. And Rasmus Anderson on a 132-footer. To beat Mike Smith, but it didn't matter. Calgary will look to stave off elimination Thursday night at home in game five. We didn't see this coming. I had Oilers fans, no, one Oilers fan text me overnight and said, please don't wear an Oilers jersey because I wore a Flames jersey yesterday and they lost. Like it's on me. So, Oilers fans, of which I used to be part of that union, don't get cocky. And for the most part, they have it. You know, I'm not going to hold paint them all because of one guy. You know, they've been fairly classy with winning last night. And as far as Calgary goes, don't think I jinxed you. And I I don't think they think that, but come on. Bad penalties, bad goals against, not making the Oilers pay for their mistakes because it's not like the Oilers played a mistake-free game last night. You and I watched it in the lobby of the hotel and a portion of it here at a restaurant with our good friends in Esteban. And the Oilers have the flames on the ropes.
3: It's astounding. It is. I mean you look at the way Calgary played in that game. They outplayed Edmonton, I think, for the majority of that hockey game last night, at least you know, most of you know that game and ended up losing. But that's you know, Edmonton's getting a little bit more mature in their game. When they're getting outplayed like that, they're not making as many mistakes and then they're capitalizing when they get an opportunity. I mean you can't start the game like that if you're Jacob Markstrom. For whatever reason, the Oilers are his kryptonite. He plays so good against everybody else in the league except Edmonton. Makes the mistake early and then, you know, the Flames did come back in that first period into the second and third and really kind of took over the game. And I mean, they outscored Edmonton 3-1 to one the rest of the way, right? But when you get behind early,
1: it's really tough to overcome that. Again, 3-1 orders, and they can finish it Thursday in Calgary. Uh, and. John Massey's watching, Euler fan. Remember what your mom said, John? I saw your Instagram story this morning. They said, don't get cocky, John. Your mom said that. But he writes in here and says, uh, the next poll question, because we didn't have a poll question. We were running around like chickens with our head cut off this morning, for whatever reason, and we didn't come up with a poll question. And I think John has named it for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. What bandwagon Will Rod jump on next? Oh, that's pretty good. That's a good one. Um, Tampa Bay? Colorado? Brooks? Wow. I don't know. That's, we got to put some thought into that. But, John, I like it. And let me just say this before we move on to the second point. And we've got a lot of time here in hour one for Moose and I to kick this around before Nugsy joins us here at Affinity Place on set. I saw the guys on SportsCenter saying uh, it was um, Mean Gene Principe and Mark Spector and Eric Francis and they said, how do we expect the Flames to come out on Thursday? Well, I think they're going to come out like a house on fire. They're not going to wilt. No, Not at home. No. This doesn't end Thursday.
3: It might. It It shouldn't. I mean, the way the game went last night you thought Calgary would have won the game. If you didn't see any of the goals, you just saw the way the game was played, you thought Calgary was going to win that hockey game. But you also thought Florida was going to beat Tampa too, the way they played in game four, right? If you didn't see any of the goals and you just saw the game, you thought that Florida would have won that game too. So anything can happen, but I I still see this series going a little bit longer.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm going to move on. A lot of comments coming up. People are punchy and poppy today. And we're going to get to the CFL probably in the second segment, and we'll go deep on the CFL in the second segment, but the nation is on fire for hockey right now. Point two, Andrew Kopp had a goal and two assists, and Frank Vetrano and Adam Fox each had a goal and a helper as the New York Rangers beat the Carolina Hurricanes 4-1 in game four to tie that series up 2-2. My cop buddy in Fort Lauderdale, Brian Dodge, the mayor of Dodge City, said, Rod, did the Rangers have a chance in this series? I said, nope. Well, now it's 2-2, and they should be up 3-1. Mika Zibanejad also scored. Igor Shesterkin stopped 30 shots for the Rangers, who won their fifth straight playoff game at home. Tebu Teravainen scored for the Hurricanes. They might lead the NHL in great names. Mm-hmm. Nino Niederreiter, Sebastian Ejo, Tebu Teravainen. Name a team with better names than that. I know. I can't. Uh, you can't. Game five goes in Raleigh. Point three, into some junior hockey stuff, the host Esteban Bruins were eliminated from playoff contention here at the Centennial Cup presented by Tim Hortons last night by virtue of Long Gay's 6-1 win over the Red Lake Miners in the evening game. Due to their 1-2 start to the round robin, the Bruins needed Long Gay to lose last night, but they also needed to beat Brooks tonight. For a chance to play on the weekend however owen stammers scored four times in the win for the quebec squad rendering the estevan brooks game tonight meaningless wah, wah, wah. in other tuesday games jacob Vokler scored in the shootout as Flon defeated dauphin 2-1 here at affinity place that game was fire and the one great thing about estevan and the people that are here that have come from all outlying communities to watch. They're hockey fans. So they don't care necessarily if the Bruins aren't in it. We were on the edge of our seats watching the dolphin flynn game last night. The Bison Clash.
3: It's unreal. So good. It's like, flynn had so many chances to win it in the third. You know, uh, when it was tied. And then in the overtime, a couple of goal posts, wraparounds off the toe. And eventually they did it in a shootout. And their fans were
1: nuts. like Ridiculous. Crazy. Go to our Instagram at the Rod Peterson show and watched the Flin Flon fans spilled out of the arena and they're acting like they had escaped an institution. Yeah. And they're all got their like their gear on, it's like a carnival, beating drums, beads. And one guy pulled me aside, he's like, listen, I'm not this crazy normally. And I'm like, dude, I don't care. Go nuts, that's what you came here for. And I think a Flin Flon is playing into the weekend Somebody better watch Flin Flon because it's going to be empty. Yep. They're all going to be down here. So the Flin game yesterday was fire, like I said. In the day's first game, T.J. Hughes scored three goals and the Brooks Bandits scored six times on the power play at a 9-1 rout of the Pickering Panthers, who suffered uh, their first loss in the game and by the way, Pickering, if I can just say, if you are going to wear full face shields, which I know is your league mandate and you have to, stop running around sticking everybody in the face on the opposition, okay? How about okay. That? We square on that? It looks bad. Like, was it a line from Shot? There was blood all over the ice in the game, and Brooks made him pay for it, but you can't wear cages and run around sticking people in the face. In what world do they think you can do that?
3: In when the other team's wearing a half visor and their faces are exposed right I mean you can't do that no you
1: can't when I say you can't do that it's not right obviously legally you can't do that but it yeah. doesn't I was getting on the Pickering train then I saw them playing so dirty I'm like I don't I can't I can't like these guys Uh, In the dub, the Kamloops Blazers got three goals from Dolgan Stankoven and two from Dalen Kufler as they defeated the Seattle Thunderbirds 6-3 to take a 2-1 lead in the WHL's Western Conference Final last night. Game four tonight in the Emerald City. That's Seattle. And in the Eastern Conference Final, the Edmonton Oil Kings, with two overtime wins in this series, are up 2-1 over the Winnipeg Ice. Game four tonight at Rogers Place, our... Coverage of the Centennial Cup is brought to you in part by Cavendish Farms, proud supporter of junior hockey across Canada. Moving on to point four, Danny Jansen hit a three-run homer and a solo shot. Vladimir Guerrero also went deep for the Blue Jays. They beat the St. Louis Cardinals 8-1 last night. Kevin Gosman threw six scoreless innings with eight strikeouts and no walks. He allowed four hits and beat the Cardinals for the first time in eight appearances. Toronto split the two-game series and ended the Cards win streak at four. The Jays open a four-game series with the Angels in Los Angeles on Thursday. Um, so the Blue Jays' big bats got out and their problems are behind them. You didn't see a lot of bitching on the networks last night about the Blue Jays. No, you haven't. And maybe they're maybe, they're, you maybe know, it's out over. of it. Maybe it's over. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, this Saturday night, Jeff Foxworthy, the largest selling comedy recording artist in history. A multiple Grammy Award nominee and best-selling author of more than 26 books brings his brand-new The Good Old Days tour to Calgary this Saturday night to Grey Eagle Resort and Casino at the Event Center. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. You guys were ready for that one. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.ca. If I could be there, I would. In the time we have left, we got a few minutes here. This is where it's going to get fun. Uh, CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi says the league has tabled its final offer to the Players Association. He says the new proposal includes a $1 million ratification bonus pool for players and reduces the proposed number of nationalized Canadians from 4 to 1 and cuts back on the number of Canadian starters from 7 to 6. The new offer is on the table until midnight Eastern on Thursday. So, I was on Global National today. All across this beautiful country. From Newfoundland to Victoria. I was on global television this morning and I had to get up at four AM to get ready to go. Chugged a gallon of coffee, Darren. Showered early. Okay. Primped and propped myself. Brushed my hair and then I went and left it sitting on the bedpost. <laughs> That's an old Rod. Oh, <coughs> <old good coughs> That's an old Willy Willie Cold <laughs> joke. Anyways, I was on there. Bright and early, we love that. Stuff. That's good. And uh, it's funny because the the we'll get to the CFL, the nuts and bolts of it. I want to tell the fun part of this story. Anthony Robart was the anchor, and they told me of Global National News, and he said, "It's like for the Americans watching, it would be like what?" CBS. Yeah. So they said, "Rod, you got four minutes, so keep it tight." And I said, "I can do that." Well, we get into the interview, he goes, we have the legendary voice of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders here, Rod Peterson from Game Plus. And I, Rod, I'm a Saskatchewan boy, so I follow the CFL. And he never really got into the nuts and bolts of it. They just want to know what's going on. Do you know, They're watching from 50,000 feet. They're not in the battle. They're not in the forest. Yeah. Tell us what's going on, because it looks chaotic. And I'm like, well, nobody really knows what's going on, because this has never happened before. And that can be exciting. And I, but I kept it very positive, Darren. And when we come back, we'll get into this uh, with the viewers, with everybody else. So we got a lot of hockey going on. The Blue Jays won. We'll talk about the poll question. Feel like we we're, we're just getting into it. Yeah. Okay. We'll be right back. We're live from Affinity Place and the Centennial Cup presented by Tim Hortons. Live from the beautiful city of Estevan. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24 Hours Sports Radio, as always at RodPeterson.com
2: rod peterson back in canada he must be lost on location brought to you by the city of estevan head to youtube.com slash the rod peterson show now you gotta subscribe click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed The Rod Peterson Show. Brought to you by Power Dodge Estevan.
1: It is the place to be for hockey fans across the land. Estevan, Saskatchewan. The Centennial Cup is on. It is day Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Seven, Darren. Just so you know, it's day seven. Goes a long time. And it's just heating up now as we get ready to wind up the round robin tonight. And the playoffs go this weekend. By the way, the RP Show brought to you in part by Bronco Plumbing and Heating and Cooling. Find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information at more and more at broncoplumbing.com. Can you help us out with a poll question, please? And I thank Oiler fan John Massey for bringing it up. Which bandwagon will Rod jump on next? And I'll remind you, the Orders haven't beaten the Flames yet. And by the way, the only reason, because I've had some hockey people say, what's up with the Flames? You never really used to get along with the Flames. I said, look at the way the Flames are treating us, for God's sakes. Yeah. Far better than the Orders had. What are we going to say, Tampa? <laughs> probably probably Tampa, if I had yeah. a vote, it would be Tampa. It, the Brooks Bandits. Okay. The, you, not the Rangers or Hurricanes. That's okay. not going to a bunch of jerks. Oilers and Avs. Others. Oilers, Oilers Edmonton. Okay, I got it. Edmonton. This series isn't even over, over yet. Well, the Tampa. I, but Bay. he's asked. I guess it's, it's assuming that Calgary and Florida
3: both out, right? Florida, we know is out. Right. We're assuming Calgary is. I think the poll question is assuming Calgary is done. Um, right. Okay. So it'd be Tampa, Edmonton, Edmonton. Brooks. Sure, Brooks. I know most people won't understand that if they're not following along the tournament. It literally could be It could be Edmonton or Tampa.
1: Right. That'll, that'll be what it is. So I'll tweet it here in the next break. Um, from the viewers, I'll just throw this in here from Jason and Red Deer. He says, I thought the CFL already had a deal done last week. I need to catch up. Well, say it again. That's why Global had me on. Come on, CFL. I was very positive on the show. I said it this morning on Global National with the anchor, Anthony Robart, I believe the games will be played this weekend. I've got respect for John Huffnagel and Wade Muller, the leaders in Calgary and Winnipeg that have said they're optimistic and the games will be played. And I said, Darren, to be honest, this is what I really think it comes down to, and I said it on Global, if the players wanted to do the ultimate power play, It would be to walk out after practicing all week and not play this weekend. But I don't think they'll do it because they need to play. Just from a pure football standpoint, they need to play to show themselves off. They could be cut if they walk out.
3: Yeah, and then that's the guys that would want to play, the guys who are battling for positions and and trying to make the team, and and they're going to want to play. Players don't get paid for preseason is my understanding, but the teams can make money off of ticket sales and concessions and whatnot. Sure. if the players walk out and don't play in the game, they don't lose any money. The teams lose money. So that you're right. That is the ultimate power play. But
1: these guys got to play too. The guys that are fighting for roster spots. They're football players, not businessmen. Yeah, they're not thinking about that. No. So I think that they'll play, and I think they'll get it settled. And Randy Ambrose said yesterday, this is the last offer. This is it. Until the next one? <laughs> what do you, do you believe? I don't believe much of what he has to say. Because... I'm not sure I like the fact that the commissioner is saying, this is our last offer. Oh, really? Which team do you own? I'd kind of like to think that he's a little bit on the player side and he doesn't seem to be.
3: No, and I like the idea of, you know, in principle, okay, this is our last offer. We're not just going to keep doing this for three months. We're not. But if he says it's the last offer and the players reject it, then you have to decide. It's like, a, you know, a mom or a dad, we're gonna I'm gonna turn this vehicle around, right? I'm gonna count to three, and then what? And the kid tempts you do you actually act when you get to three? Will Randy actually say, Okay, that was our last offer, you rejected it, we're done. You know, he's basically signing his own resignation letter at that point.
1: Darren Workman in Salt Lake City says, uh, confused by the confused football league? You know hey. Um and Darren says, just when you think it could not get stranger. In steps the CFLPA. As the one agent said to me, and I talked to him on the phone last night, you were sitting beside me. Uh he's like I don't they don't know what they're doing. And that's very evident and that's sad. But they're players, they want to play. Uh John in Edmonton says I'm at Elk's practice right now. It doesn't sound good for this weekend's games. Well, I don't believe any of the bunk. I don't believe any of it's fake news. So I think they are gonna play. Um, I got another one here the CEBL tips off tonight the Canadian Elite Basketball League You're gonna be hearing a lot about it on today's show. There are three games tonight The Montreal Alliance will play their first ever game. That's a pretty big deal I feel like more people should know about the Canadian Elite Basketball League. Yeah, Uh, so they're at the Hamilton Honey Badgers tonight They play in first Ontario Center formerly Cops Coliseum That's tonight Montreal and Hamilton if you want some good Canadian sporting pro-action Head down there, buy a ticket. Same story in Ottawa, TD Place, where the 67s play. In the Red Blacks, the Ottawa Blackjacks are home tonight to the Fraser Valley Bandits and the Saskatchewan Rattlers tip off their fourth season tonight against the Niagara River Dogs. You can watch them all on CBC Gem or the CEBL website, CEBL.ca. Jack, watching in Vulcan, Alberta. Says unfortunately money talks. The commission saying last offer could really tick the players off. You know, if I go back and forth on this, the guys at Global, and I think I'm gonna be on Global a lot, by the way. They 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 said I did a good job. They said it it looked good in the room. Right. That, the, that the the sound was good, and I appreciate Global having me on to talk CFL because they knew that they were going to get the straight goods and no gobbledygook, and nobody was pulling my strings. But they said, "What's next, Rod?" I'm like, "I don't know. They don't know. How would I know? Yeah. It's never happened before." Right. Yeah. Everybody's is... going through it for the first time. Right. Andrew Stute, Quebecer, watching on YouTube says, "Hey, Rod." TSN 690 will be broadcasting games for the Montreal Alliance. Very exciting. Yes. And Saga 960 Mississauga is going to do the Hamilton Honey Badgers games. And I believe in Edmonton, TSN 1260 is doing the Stingers games. Yeah. That's huge. My heart just fluttered a little bit. Are we going back to the old days of actual Canadian sport being broadcast on Canadian radio locally? That's cool. Don't think that's not a... Big deal. I mean, how many NLL teams in this country have radio deals? Not that many. I don't think so. And until this year, the CEBL had none. My cousin Christine in Medicine Hat is watching. She says, I'm with you, Rod. Yes, Chris, but you have to be. We're genetically related. By the way, coming back into Saskatchewan this morning, Darren, would you mind telling people what happened in that coffee shop here in Estevan? Just with all the... You know with what that guy said about being related? no i don't think oh because i'm a brown i didn't I said, hear that oh you weren't listening no. you had your earphones yeah this is how things work here in the rectangle knowing full that i haven't been back i've been gone for some time walk into a coffee shop where moose asked me to meet him it wasn't a tim hortons it was a locally owned pretty swinging place eh? yeah it's a good spot yeah, it was great table of four guys are sitting there Older, right? Yeah. Guy spins around, says to me, Rod Peterson, you from Milestone? Which is a small Saskatchewan town of 640 people. I said, Yes, guilty as charged. Yep. He goes, I'm related to the Browns. And I said, I'm sorry. (laughs) So am I. (laughs) Apparently we're related. (laughs) That's funny. It's a small gene pool around here. That's a small town Saskatchewan thing. Everybody's related. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, related to the Browns. So am I. Uh, never laid eyes on the guy, I don't think, ever in my life. Yeah. It's scary in a way. Um, something else I wanted to talk about. Florida Panthers held their season-ending media availability today, and I understand that you have to do it, but I think people are still emotional after the way the season ended. It's, look, I'm not a proponent of interviewing the coach right after the game. Because he's saying things that you don't mean I swear to God you are players, too It's been a couple days since the Panthers season ended and Claude Giroux Maybe I shouldn't speak for them Don't ask me about the Florida Panthers because I'm still ticked off that they crapped themselves in round two Claude Giroux said apparently this morning in sunrise that he Would consider coming back to Florida if the money was right and I'm like you you What did you do in the Stanley Cup playoffs Claude? As I see Frank Vitrano, which was a separate deal, but Frank scored again last night, Frank the Tank for the Rangers, and they gave up Owen Tippett. Who were we? Oh, we were talking with Alamea about that last night. Like, this Owen Tippett's a stud. Yeah, And I don't know if the Panthers could go back if they would redo this. So anyways, the players all said this morning that they would – wholeheartedly endorse Andrew Burnett coming back next season as the head coach. And I now I follow a bunch of Panthers fans on Twitter. You should have seen the reaction from the Panthers fans. They're like, well, of course they want Brunette back. That means they don't have to work very hard. I was like, <laughs> and they so, can go out to the club. They can go to the strip club <laughs> till 3 in the morning. Who wouldn't want Brunette back? Now, that's somewhat insulting to Andrew Burnett because like, I'm not, we don't know if Joel Quenbell could have coached the Panthers past the Tampa Bay Lightning either. He probably couldn't have. Right. But what I would do, if I was the general manager, Bill Zeno, or whoever's in charge... Joel Quenville has to apply for reinstatement to the NHL anyways to come back and coach. So we, what, if he's going to apply, why not apply to have him come back to Florida? What is it? It's one of 32 teams? And somebody wrote me on Twitter. I put that on Twitter this morning and the guy says, so doesn't that send the wrong message? What message? He didn't do anything wrong in Florida. It was in Chicago. Have I completely misread that situation?
3: No, and you and I have had this conversation a little bit, scratched the surface on it. But for me, the message it sends, the whole situation with Joe Quenville is the news came out from, from Chicago. Quenville saw the evidence from everybody else's perspective and said, look, it, I played a role in that and I made a mistake, so I'm going to step down. Whether he was asked to step down or not, from the pub, from a PR perspective, he did that. He's been away, watched his team lose out in the playoffs when they had Stanley Cup aspirations. Now he comes back and says, look it, I made the mistake. This is what I've learned, Service and I I want to come back and be a better person for the league and coach this team, right? So I think the message lines up quite nicely for him to make a, a return back if he's that guy, right? Again, I don't know Joel Quenville. We've never met. And
1: Gary Bettman will have to have that conversation to find out. Well, again, we were sitting around with some hockey guys, some NHL guys last night, and it seems that the Florida Panthers have a great culture. Joel Quenville is a big part of building that. Why throw the baby out with the bathwater, which I still don't really know what that means, but my mom used to say it all the time, and it sounds good. You know, Quenville, he paid his, served his time. That's what I would do. I would at least look into it if I was the Florida Panthers. It's not that crazy. Um, the reason I was smiling when you said that was my cousin Christine. She's got all the questions. She writes in today and says, "So I'm wondering what percentage of NHL games are won by who scores first?" Number one, my first inclination was Mike Ditka. Why do you want to know? <laughs> my guess, 68 percent. I believe I read that somewhere. Okay. 68% of teams that score the first goal go on to win. Last night, Oilers did. It was not, yeah, obviously, <laughs> the Flames made them sweat for it. But, yeah. uh, it's happened three out of the four games in the series. Right. Regarding the CEBL tipping off tonight, uh, Robin and Prince Albert says, I went to a couple of Rattlers games last year. Great price, great entertainment. I'm not a basketball guy. They treat the kids awesomely. My kids loved it. It's not necessarily about what's going on in the court. It's about the atmosphere. I remember going to my first Rattlers game. Lee Genier was the president. And it was... I'm like, whoa, this is like the NBA. It really is. Go check it out tonight in Hamilton, Ottawa, and Saskatchewan. The CEBL tips off tonight. We're big fans of theirs. Uh, by the way, you'll be back next hour, maybe later on this hour, but... One viewer says the commissioner said the CFL will not be paying for food or housing for the players if they vote no, if they walk out. I wonder, and I'll say this for next hour, but there's some things being said and done that I would wonder if you could ever get over if you were a player and owners. I know. Do you know what I mean? How are you supposed to get over this? Come back to work
3: the next day. You know, you got to be really careful how you handle, you know, these contentious situations, right? When there's... Any workplace issues, right? Could you get over it? I'm not sure I can get no. over it. No, I don't think like so. You and I have issues in the morning, and it takes time
1: to get over it. You know what well, I mean? For you. See you in oh, an sure. after. <laughs> See you in hour two. The Elliot Friedman of Junior A hockey joins us next here from Centennial Cup. Our Junior Hockey. Coverage is brought to you by Cavendish Farms and Power Dodge Estevan. You're watching on the Game Plus TV Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. The
3: Rod Peterson Show, live from Estevan, is presented in part by the award-winning Wanda Heron Photography.
2: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. On location at the 2022 Centennial Cup, brought to you by the city of Estevan.
1: It is the RP Show Live. From the Energy City, we're brought to you in part by Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. They specialize in improving your company's performance and bottom line through supply chain management services. It is day seven of the National Junior A Hockey Championship here in Canada, and we could not be happier. The bad news, the host Estevan Bruins were eliminated from contention last night. The good news is... I think everybody else is still in, except for Red Lake, Ontario, and fans of those teams are migrating here to the Energy City in southeastern Saskatchewan to catch it. If you've been watching the games on HockeyCanada.ca, Jamie Neugebauer has been calling a lot of them, and he joins us right now, the Elliot Friedman of the SJHL. How you doing, Noozy? I'm doing great. Thanks so much. thanks so much for having me, Rod. How are you doing? Of course, good. I'm prob- I'm hoping to keep you here for a couple segments. Uh, by the way, from the Off the Hazel pa- podcast, Drew Koser's written in. Sj Alami says, "Good day, man. Hope the energy city is buzzing." It's buzzing, isn't it?
0: It's from your been- perspective? Yeah, it's been wild. They've done an incredible job, Rory. Uh, <laughs> Rory, I'm used to having a doing a show with a guy named Rory, uh, Rod. Uh, you no, know, just the, the. I was talking to President Josh Biggs, the president of the Estevan Bruins, and he's just thrilled with the turnout, to all the games they had, pulled out all the stops. They had heist. They had elementary school students. Rod. Yeah. And every bar, everywhere you go, any any bar, restaurant, people are talking about it. And Rod, the the thing that I know yep. that they uh, that they're doing well is that they got you to come here. So that's a uh, big. I'm pretty big happy news. about that, obviously. Yeah. Uh,
1: there's nowhere else that I'd rather be. For sure and for those that don't know um estevan saskatchewan the president of the bruins has an orange mclaren sports car parked right out front i don't know if you've seen that (laughs) enough but uh, give us a ride welcome to the energy city now today's games noon mountain summerside pei up against the ottawa junior senators and then at 4 p.m Sioux ontario versus dauphin kings and then tonight it's the estevan bruins versus the brooks bandits couple things. You watched the Brooks practice this morning. Have you ever seen a team practice with the music, dance music blaring like that? I've never seen it.
0: I did, actually, up in Flin Flon during the SJHL finals. Who did? Even the Flin Flon Bombers, every... Morning skate every practice. It's it's, boom, boom. but I guess the thing about the Whitney Forum, I like it. Is well, I love it too. It's kind of like a, kind of got a basketball vibe to it. Uh, I guess everything up in the Whitney Forum is loud though. Rod is is what I'm hearing. But uh, yeah, they, that Brooks team. I'm telling you, you know, I I think they could beat some major junior teams the way they play. So there's that. Yeah. Two.
1: Dupont had the best question for you. He said, "What's the best game right. you've seen this week?"
0: There have been some. There have been some real doozies. Um, I, I actually think that the longay Estevan game, the first one, was a really good game, really you know tight back and forth game. I think the Estevan Bruins and their faithful thought maybe they'd blow them out of the water, but they didn't. Longay showed up to be a lot better than they than a lot of people thought. And then the second answer to that has been all the Flin Flon games, really. I mean, They've been wild. They've been wild, yeah. So the Flin Flon-Ottawa game, I called it, come from behind late, win in overtime, mm-hmm. Xavier Lapointe in overtime. So, you know, who doesn't love to call an overtime goal, Rod? So I guess my answer would be Flin Flon-Ottawa. But the, the Flin Flon game yesterday against Doff in the Battle of Manitoba, I know you got a lot of Manitoba fans, Rod, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. out there. Uh, well,
1: viewers anyways, I don't know about fans. Of...
0: But, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, that that one's looked like it was an awesome game, too. It, well, it, well, it went to a shootout. Yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, there's some interesting things about it. There. There's some disputed goals in it. And it's like, why is there not yeah. review? And I know, I know why there isn't. It, there could be, but there isn't for their own reasons. And I get it. But uh, I'm just like, I hope it doesn't come down to a disputed yeah. goal. We've been playing this tournament for 100 years without video review. So they'll get by with it. But have you noticed, though, just yesterday, a switch flipped in the games and the intensity is just off the chain, man
0: yeah yeah one of the things is not to poo poo obviously but one of the things with the 10 team tournament is there's going to be a few lopsided games lower energy ones but certainly every year with the five team tournament rod there was a team here or there crown canada that maybe should have been so you kind of even that out the intensity has ratcheted up for sure as the playoffs approach people are do or die you now they're finally bearing on them that their season could be over if they don't figure it out so you know certainly it's been great uh, great to watch great to see and and you know, the fans have really been treated and come out and wave well
1: it's funny by the way that you mentioned the uh, Esteban and whomever was responsible for bringing our show here yeah. it's been great for us because We've been introduced to the fans of all these teams from across the country, all 10 teams, and now they're perked up. They're watching the show, which That's has it. been great. And tell our viewers, if you don't mind, because our Channel Game Plus is anchored out of Toronto. You are a Easterner by trade, yeah. and you have an OJHL background, so tell the yeah. viewers that, if you don't mind. You've sure. got a pretty good um, history with this
0: entire yeah. league. Yeah, I love the Junior A game, Rod, to be honest. I, I, I've been involved in that far more than Major Junior over my career so far. Uh, I started working in the with the Vaughn Vipers. They're now distinct. That's your People. hometown? Uh, I'm from Vaughn, yeah. yeah Vaughn, Ontario. Uh, same place as Mitch Marner. There you go. Uh, Are you
1: bragging and, or complaining?
0: Uh, no, I love Mitch. Mitch is fantastic. I called a Mitch Marner game, Rod, when he was a 15-year-old call-up for the Don Mills Flyers. How about that? U8 or playing minor midget. I don't know. Can we say minor midget on uh, the show? You just did. Politically correct. I did. I guess I just did. But he he was getting a call up for the St. Mike's Buzzers Junior A in the Ontario Junior League, and they were playing the North York Rangers, who I was working for. So I've been working in the Junior A game specifically since 2010. And, uh, you know, we're just calling games for four different teams in the OJHL before I moved out to Saskatchewan. So, uh, yeah, lo- lots of good connections, and I was very gratified, and I'm very excited to see how all the Pickering Panthers have done here.
1: As I mentioned, I want to keep Noozy for a couple of segments here. So next one, we'll talk Stanley Cup playoffs because I know you're yep. dying to do that. Mm. Matthew Decker watching on YouTube. He's in the chat. He says, Brooks, the defending Centennial Cup champs getting... Bookman back is huge. Dauphin has been great. A dark horse or a favorite. And Flun they just find a way to hang around. Jenna, uh, Jenna Reagan checking in from Southern California. Hey, Jenna, we covered the CFL chat earlier. We're into Stanley Cup playoff uh, chat here now and Junior A Hockey. But can I, we have 30 seconds. Has it hurt Mitch Marner to be a local kid playing for the Leafs? I can't imagine the, the glare.
0: It doesn't help him. And a lot of people say... He's going to win somewhere else one day. I hope not. But uh, he clearly loves the GTA. They love him for the most part. It's just the the, the, the the blowhards on social media, I think, that don't like Mitch Marner. But I don't know if it hurts him. He's what a wonderful player he
1: is. So you um, Eastern Canadian mm-hmm. viewers... Her cup, when we come back, Nugsy wants to create an all-Toronto NHL all-star team. And I have no idea why you even came up with that. He was just he walked in here talking to himself, literally. He's like, is there any goalies from Toronto? I said, well, Cujo. And he's like, no, no, now. And that's welcome to me and Nugsy's discussions, yeah, right? Usually much. over gluten-free pizza. Yeah. So we'll get into Taco Time viewer takeover next, and we'll get, we'll get the viewer's take. You don't have to be from Eastern Canada to answer that question, but it would help.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we'll be right back. We're watching uh, the RP Show live from Esteban and the Centennial Cup presented by Tim Hortons on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com.
3: The Rod Peterson Show live from the 2022 Centennial Cup proudly presented by the city of Estevan, Saskatchewan and by award-winning Wanda Heron Photography.
2: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
1: Aerial coverage of the RP Show presented by Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. And our junior hockey coverage this week at the Centennial Cup is brought to you in part by Cavendish Farms, proud supporter of junior hockey across Canada. And this is Taco Time viewer takeover. Did you know Taco Time has been around for over 40 years in Canada? This iconic brand and the Canadian favorite serves over 3.2 million burritos, 2.5 million tacos, and over 1 million Mexi fries every year. There's a Taco Time newsie in Esteban on Kensington Avenue. Do you want to go with me? absolutely okay we will consider it a go um what we do here is we turn it over to the viewers i've kind of been doing it all day long but i'll do it more here bob smith is watching on game plus tv in maple ridge bc and he says good morning refreshing to hear your show toronto is ringing in my ears your show rocks i don't know why he would say toronto's ringing in his ears but sure ward in winnipeg says good morning guys if the cfl fans are Ticked over this mess. Just wait until the Blue Bombers win the Grey Cup again. (laughs) LOL. Signed Ward in Bomberland. Let's just get him on the field before we get talking about that. Nugsy, before we talk about the All-Toronto NHL All-Star team, which I think you'd struggle to cobble that all together, but (laughs) do you have a winner, a final uh, prediction? Who's going to be in it here?
0: Great question. I do. I think the way that the brooks bandits are built and the way they play i don't see anybody stopping them i joked with uh, their broadcaster uh, nathan crosby that maybe the best brooks the best game at this tournament would be a brooks bandits inter-squad game uh and they're and very good they're very good and i think you know the way that and this is not going to make me popular in sjhl circles but the way that the dauphin kings are playing put together great goaltending great decor so there you go. I got a I got a bit of a surprise. Brooks Dauphin final right, right.
1: That game would be fire yeah. as my Florida friends would say.
0: I like that Dauphin team
1: yesterday. They yeah. got a Gorgiev, Grey Eyes. Yeah. Uh the goalie's outstanding. pack
0: yeah. They got a really Fantastic. good team. The yeah. Dauphin Kings. Doug Headley, local legend here in Estevan. Beauty. Yeah. Argo, so- a guy watching.
1: His name is Argo Fluffy. Mm. and he writes in he says the year Mitch Marner was called up was the year Matt Buckles was the top player right. I have photos in the hockey news of Matt and
0: I have it a was a highlight I go have ahead. a story about sorry for interrupting you there I have a you're story. the guest you do whatever you want. I, I, there you go I like that I have Matt, Matt Buckles you know, not not a little bit sad Matt Buckles playing for buzzers against the North York Rangers Franco Loparco on the North York Rangers hits him from behind. Matt Buckles going to be an NHL draft pick, etc., etc. I don't think Buckles was ever the same. Called that game. Pretty sad. But he was an excellent player for St. Mike's. For sure.
1: So the thing is, uh, normally I, people write in and say, love your show. It's Western Canadian base, Western Canadian guys. <laughs> but to have you guys, you people from Eastern Canada, sit here and talk about it, <laughs> I'll allow it. Uh, I'll allow it today. People. Yeah, exactly, because we are anchored out of Toronto on Game Plus TV. Janelle Barkman is watching in the Bridge City, and she says, is there anywhere
0: to watch the games? You go to hockeycanada.ca, you find the Centennial Cup link. It's right there. You just click on the schedule, and then you can click watch right there. Uh, Thank you for asking, though. Nolan, who's calling half, and I'm calling half, we're having a blast.
1: Yeah, very clearly. And yeah. I appreciate you allowing me to drop by the booth and just harass oh, you guys. Anytime, and, yeah. Well, and we had Brent Ladd on here yesterday, the president of the Canadian Junior Hockey League, and it was hilarious. I was like, this ten team tournament's so innovative. Yeah. How well do you know Brent? How well do I know he's, Brent? He's sly, eh? Yeah. Last minute of play? Less than a minute, Clark says. Okay. He says, Well, Rod, we took it from the world juniors. Not that groundbreaking. Two pools of five. I'm like, oh, well, it's working really good. That makes it far more easy to figure out for a simpleton like me. Yeah, that's a great point. How much time was left, Clark? Okay, inside a minute left in the opening period. Well, Newsy, thank you. A plug for your latest column. Why don't you throw it out there?
0: Sorry, I didn't. Hear a plug there. for your latest column. Yeah, just go to rodpeterson.ca. Around the Rinks, Nugsy's Around the Rinks, brought to you by Willie's Tapos, the best pizza rod in Estevan in Saskatchewan, probably the world. Our buddy Pete Saragella owns it. Willie's Tapos in Estevan, beautiful place. Tower Pizzas king. Have a
1: good call tonight, buddy. Thanks very much. Next hour, Grant Jennings, NHL great, and Ryan Leslie from Sportsnet Flames after this break on Game Plus.
2: Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now you got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you.